0: Hey, this is Y'all Know 23 Tea, a podcast all about the starving artists and where I'll be spilling the tea all over myself.
1: Back then, I wore my mom's fur coat to school. I was like, fuck
0: everybody, bruh. It is just so true. You have to have the thickest skin.
1: I was actually thinking of believing Facebook. You're literally selling yourself as your business. Yeah,
0: so this is my third attempt at post-secondary.
1: One in three people in North America don't know their neighbor's name. People aren't ready for the hate that comes with it.
0: Okay, welcome back to 23T. Welcome back to the interview portion of the podcast. I have a guest, obviously, because the interview portion. I'm the guest. Um, this is the guest. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Guest. <laughs> this is Guest. Um, this is Guest. <laughs> so we have our tea steeped. The tea is steeped. What did we choose? A creamy Earl Grey. Sure did. <laughs> so you chose a creamy Earl Grey. That is what we are having today to set the scene let's get into your band okay. do you actually we haven't really introduced you like in terms of like your name do you kind of just want to say your name and the band that you're a part of and sort of introduce the band as well sure. okay cool Intr- okay
1: well i am caitlin mulgard and i am in a band called bad waitress we are an all-female rock and roll punk band based out of toronto mm-hmm.
0: yeah Awesome. Uh, I have looked, like I told you, <laughs> I went on the article through the um, Instagrams that you gave me. That great picture, picture.
1: <laughs> of us on the couch, great surrounded picture. by yeah. beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much all of us in a nutshell, yeah. especially me. That's <sighs> that's a really good depiction of my personality. Do you <laughs>
0: want to kind of talk about how you know all of the your uh, bandmates? bandmates? Yeah.
1: Uh, sure. Um, I met... Callie she's the singer uh, she also plays guitar in the band mm-hmm. um, I met her uh, as, like I'm from Vancouver originally oh, okay and she's from Hay River like Northwest Territory so like but fuck nowhere mm-hmm. and we met um, actually we were int- we were like basically coerced into meeting each other uh, coerced is a really stupid word to use but I used it but she's <laughs> got like a, a howling wolf tattoo on the inside of her arm And he's, like, uh, a famous blues musician.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, I, like, I was known, like, to be obsessed with Howlin' Wolf at the time. And so my friend Michelle Puska, who actually lives in the city, um who is awesome. She's the organizer of night owl fest. I don't know if you've heard of that, but, um, so she's like, Oh my God, you have to meet my friend Callie. She's got this awesome tattoo and like she plays guitar and drums and stuff. And so, yeah, we were introduced that way. And, uh, how long ago was that? Oh my God. Like six and a half, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Eva, uh, through kind of like, there was this collective called Fedora Upside Down that existed for a while. It had bands like um, Lemon Bucket Orchestra. Um, they do like kind of Balkan brass, kind of a lot of Serbian songs actually. Oh, cool. Like huge. Like there's 14, 15 people in the band. I don't know. Um, yeah, so she was part of this collective and she's just kind of like this weird art punk chick that was like floating around, uh, played drums in a band called Rambunctious, and so, uh, yeah, I met her through that, Um, and Nicole is the most recent member of the band. She joined last year. Okay. Yeah, so we had another bass player, but it wasn't working out, so, um, yeah, so through the grapevine, we heard about Nicole and asked her if she wanted to come audition, and we were like, fuck yeah, so she killed it, great vibe, and then Mm -hmm we asked her just to like stick around like and just work on some of our new material and she's just was just like yeah instant fit mm-hmm. and she's just super chill but also a fucking weirdo you know mm-hmm. so she she makes perfect sense <laughs> yeah I like sh- we joke that she's still the newbie but she's really not like she's already such an integral part of the band so mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Uh, I guess that's kind of a question that I have, because now like having spoken to some other people as well, that that happens a lot where like you have like bandmates that like come and go or like you fully enter into a new band. Um, You kind of just mentioned the process is like she went for uh, an audition and then you just like liked her vibe Mm -hmm. and she just like fit Mm -hmm. is that pretty much what you're really looking for is like, of course you want someone who is like talented and good at what they do, but how do you just like, how do you go about that process when you need to bring someone new into something that already exists?
1: I feel like, uh, honestly, I feel like we lucked out. Um, in the fact that she had an original style and she was had an amazing aptitude for picking things up and she was also like she got along with everyone you know like I, that we were lucked out in that regard and even it, we auditioned two or three other people uh before her it was all in one chunk like one yeah. evening um and there were issues with like age gap, like one girl was like sixteen, which she mm. didn't tell us mm. beforehand, and we're like, Yeah, you're not gonna be able to go on tour with us <laughs> yeah. Like two way yeah. too many legality issues, mm. especially going stateside with, you know, underage. Yeah, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Um The other woman, she was phenomenal, but she seemed to have a lot going on and just kind of like into different things than mm-hmm. us so yeah i feel like like, yeah i mean it was a really weird process Mm -hmm. like we were almost more nervous than they were you know it's yeah
0: how when you go to an audition it's not even just the fact that like you're nervous obviously because like you're going to an audition but the people are like looking for a fit like they they want you to work oh yeah they want it to go they want that process to be over as soon as possible exactly so that's something you always have to remind yourself is that like oh yeah okay like this sucks i'm i'm nervous and i want to do my best but they also want you to do your best like they're not against you so i guess it's the same thing where you're like you're nervous because you want it to be over you want the perfect person to just especially because
1: of like timeline deadline budget like things like that like there's so much crossover between that for sure between mm-hmm. like the acting or film or whatever you're the the auditioner mm-hmm. is for sure mm-hmm. um and I guess that was kind of our process too we were like well let's just get a bunch of people in as soon as possible and hope for the best you mm-hmm. know and went with like a bunch of like I I messaged like everybody I knew at all that could suggest bass players for us mm-hmm. and uh just sort of like yeah let's line them up you know mm-hmm. and uh yeah <laughs> thank god it didn't take that long Yeah, <laughs> so we had so much yet to do
0: but yeah um so what i kind of just want to jump to like how much of a priority uh the band is for you on like a day day-to-day basis is like your focus on it and just the time spent yeah and where you want it to go I guess or where it's at like what sure. how how much of a priority is it
1: oh like priority one like it's it's kind of like this thing where we like all of us are constantly thinking about it or like you know like there's so much work that goes into like networking social media like checking emails you know like the business aspect to it like just being like on and thankfully like with four people with one common goal it's easier because you can just divide and conquer um that's a lot of the stuff that like most people who are musicians or actors would get like that behind the scenes kind of stuff not just like like all the fun stuff is what we want people to see right because that creates the universe around bad waitress you know for people to um, appreciate and have fun with but yeah there's like I probably spend like hours and hours like just like checking to make sure like like booking agents email us or you know we're also like we're, we just finished a record, getting, like, mixes, you know, like, stuff like that. Like, it's almost 24-7. Yeah. You know? It's hard to quantify it, mm-hmm. like, how much time. It's not like I can just clock in and clock out. You yeah,
0: know? yeah. It's just around the clock. But,
1: I mean, the amount of effort that we put in, like, it, it has come back, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and that's with, like, the whole snowball effect, you mm-hmm. know? So, we're doing pretty well. Like, mm-hmm. we've got, like a tour a couple tours coming up in the fall Mm -hmm. and
0: yeah and where where do you tour to or have you toured before as well
1: uh we have toured we toured uh with a band called fucked up last november and that was really fun we were like opening for them and we went all the way down to atlanta cool yeah uh this time uh you know the band colorado they are like this is their last year so they've decided they're doing like this go out with a bang kind of tour so we're on their eastern canada leg event so we're going to go we've never played the maritimes before so i'm really excited for that but we're going out to like pei and like you know nova scotia and stuff so that'll be really mm-hmm. rad uh and then in october we're going down to florida to play this like massive punk festival called the fest <laughs> so we're gonna have dates going down all the way there so yeah i don't that'll, that'll I guess that's actually beginning of November, but we're playing a bunch of shows late October. Mm
0: -hmm. So yeah. Um, you kind of touched on it and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but like talking about how, like all the things that go into the band and then you just mentioned like, uh, it being like fun. Like, I guess my question is, is that your main goal or how you want the band to be presented is like, if you see us, like you're going to have a fun time. Is that kind of like the goal?
1: No. Um, I mean, That's not the Mm -hmm. umbrella picture of it all, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Like, on this record that we just recorded, there's a lot of kind of, like, dystopian, kind of, like, uh, like, dissatisfied kind of, like, vibes. There's a lot of, like... It's a lot... Like our our EP that we put out a while ago, it was called Party Bangers, and that's legit what it is, you know, like that. It's straightforward, like fun rock and roll punk music, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the EP was such like an afterthought um, when we already had a bunch of like songs in the think tank, you know. So I think it's. I want I, we want people to have fun at our shows, I and mean, we want to. We, we want them to have a good time mm-hmm. um but that doesn't mean like it's just about that you know like you could still do that but also be like saying something really like heavy you know mm-hmm. I don't know meaningful yeah you know mm-hmm. um but not seeing us stress about everything <laughs> that's yeah. that's the stuff we don't want people to see mm-hmm um,
0: I want to ask you, too, because like I mentioned to Caitlin that like bear with me on the questions that I ask in terms of music. But the thing that I think of, maybe it comes natural to you because this is what you've chosen. This is what feels right for you, like the punk genre. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you really like how does that find you or how do you find it? Because like for someone like me, uh, like. I probably listened to like hip hop rap mm-hmm. and I like grew up pretty much listening to the same stuff and like always was drawn to like hip hop rap and indie. It's so, like, what draws you into punk, I guess.
1: Um, it's a lot of aspects. Um, I would honestly, it's just like, you get to say whatever you want. First of all, which is kind of a great crossover. Like I think hip hop and rap have a lot of that in common with punk. Um, there's also, like, this really visceral kind of, like, cathartic element to the sound itself. Um, And also, like, punk is more of an ethos to me than, like, a genre sort of thing. You know, there's so many different versions of punk rock that have occurred over the decades, you know. So, like, for instance, like, there's a band called The Slits, and they're, like, considered punk, but they have so much, like, dub reggae, kind of influences in are all-female ba- all band and just, like, super kind of, like, fun and groovy, but they're considered, like, one of the first female punk bands out of Britain. So, like, they were playing with, like, the Sex Pistols and shit, you know? Cool. So, um, and then, like, there's Iggy Pop, you know? He's considered, like, and the Stooges, like, they're considered, like, the godfathers of punk rock or whatever, right? And that's a lot of his, like, straight-up rock and roll kind of, like, a kind of like a Detroit reaction to all like the hippie shit that was going on in the late 60s because the timeline is pretty crazy like the Stooges were writing all this like rock and roll punk sort of shit in like 68 69 summer of love you know so there's a lot of cool crossover there and then you get into like art punk in the the late 70s and 80s you got like bands like Gang of Four Gang of Four is, like, funky punk. Like, it's really cool, dancey, like, really cool shit. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and then you get into, like, thrash and hardcore. And, like, there's there's just so many different angles to it, you know, Mm -hmm. that I think it's more just about, like, a big fuck you to oppression and stuff, you know? Like, that's the ethos of it. And that's why, like, feminism and punk are so, like you know married together I mm-hmm. think and a lot of like a lot of women find strength in that so uh, and being an all female band like that representation for us is like mm-hmm. you
0: know. did that choice. also come naturally or was that something that you always knew it, you'd always be in like an all female band no not at, at all okay.
1: um, for a long time I never like this is the first project I was ever in that was like that had so much feminine energy in it um hadn't really worked with a lot of women, you know. I was influenced by like a lot of like slightly older dudes, you know, and like so there was a lot of like uh it's kind of like jammy band sort of stuff and just like ex-boyfriends and shit like that, you know. So um yeah, I mean it the fit like it just oh, it was just perfect, you mm-hmm. know. But I did fall into it. Yeah. You know. And I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> the fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, can I also ask where the name uh, Bad Waitress comes from? Uh,
1: yeah, because I work at this greasy <laughs> shithole called the Lake View. <laughs> it's infamous. It's at Ossington and Dundas. Come visit me, fuckers. Uh, yeah. So Callie was one day sitting at the bar, just, I don't know, I was just like being a sh- little shit or whatever. I was I was working. Mm-hmm. She's like joking she's like wow you're such a bad waitress and and so uh yeah so that happened
0: (laughs) I think it's a great name I love it yeah I think think it suits us so much
1: (laughs) and yeah it's actually a really good conversation piece Mm because like as much as like I work at this like diner or whatever it gives me like it's chill there Mm -hmm.
0: so I did not know that you worked there yeah fun to know yeah Mm -hmm.
1: um and there are a lot of opportunities for me to like talk to customers and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, so what do you do outside of this?" Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> "Wow, I'm in a band." And mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, what's your band name?" And I'll be like, "Bad Waitress." <laughs> and like, are you fucking kidding me? No way. Like, it's such a conversation topic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and in that setting, it's yeah, like, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I've had like so many conversations like that.
0: But, uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to go through your uh, oh, yeah. bad, wait- bad Waitress uh, Ban Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Uh, next show, July 20th. Great. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's August that 1st. Is, it's in the past. Hey, that needs to be updated. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Um, yeah. How was
1: that show I then? I changed that. Uh, <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, it was fucking awesome. We played River and Sky Fest, which was, like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hi there. Um, yeah, we played on a beach at night mm-hmm. with a bunch of crazy projections and it was like white sand and like all these crazy, like tripped out hippie people. And there was like a massive bonfire and like, oh, uh, it was so epic. Uh during it, I was playing a guitar solo and a mm-hmm. moth flew into my armpit <gasps> and it was like, <laughs> it tickled me. So I started like laughing my ass. Oh my God. Yeah. It was fucked.
0: Um, that just made me think of, uh, something. Cause, uh, you obviously have been playing shows for a while. Do you still, like, ask your friends to come out? Or, like, is that really still important <laughs> to you to have friends there?
1: Yeah. Um, that, like, familiar connection and support makes you feel really good. Okay. I mean, I get it. Like, it's it's nice when you start rec- not recognizing people at your shows because mm-hmm. that means that, like, you're doing something right. And, like, you know, just kind of, like... Mm-hmm
0: yeah but it's still people are hearing it still means something to like have oh yeah you know yeah cool
1: well there's like a community that you build up Mm -hmm. you know a lot of our friends are mutual or like mutual you know have mutual interests they're like our peers they're our musical community there's Mm -hmm. a scene you know so i think i think it's very important to to like bolster that and you know yeah when each when you know different bands come out to support each other it's Meaningful, yeah, that's we
0: were talking about that before we started the podcast. But how I saw that the detours and Dylan Switzer followed you, so I've talked to Dylan Switzer on the pod, and we also went to university together. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you about that. Do you want to just uh say again how you know them? But it basically just goes into the fact that there's a whole community. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's because
0: you know Luke, yeah,
1: I've I know them through just being in that musical community. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember. (sighs) I'm such a brain dead. I can't remember if we played a show together or not. Mm-hmm. I think we did. Mm-hmm. But like years ago. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like we've just kind of been like running our parallel band lives, running into each other, like going to each other's shows. And yeah, it's pretty much through that, you know, just kind of like a on the periphery but still showing that support and interest you know there one of the records was produced by uh, a guy i know so there's a lot of like little interconnection things there Mm -hmm. and yeah as i was saying before like uh there's a there was a jam space in eva's old workplace the uh salon grateful head so i think they they still jam there Mm -hmm. all the time so yeah just kind of little things like that yeah
0: yeah um Cause I always think about it, but it, it's the same with like so many different communities, like the theater community, acting community, music community, yeah, whatever I, I, you I, I, think, yeah. you think Toronto is like such a huge city. And then it's not. And then it's not. <laughs> and then, it's and then you just see the same people all the time. It's like a little village. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, but really it's yeah. like, it absolutely becomes like that. So I definitely think it's important to like, f- I guess as a musician and I, I t- asked this to other guests as well as like, going out to other people's show having those people who are also in a band come support you and a lot of it just has to do with too if they like like you as a person yeah like if they get to meet you and they're like they're a cool person Mm -hmm. so even if it's not you know what i would listen to normally i like this person i want to support this person so they go yeah so there's a lot of that
1: we get that a lot too for sure Mm -hmm. um (laughs) a lot of people come up to us be like I don't usually listen to punk rock, but I fucking love what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's just, which is cool,
0: you mm-hmm. know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's introducing people to different things and, you know, vice versa. As we yeah. learn about them, we get to be exposed to different things as well.
0: Mm-hmm um do you have like a usual because just because you sent me a few photos and you tagged like the photographer and stuff Mm -hmm. does your band or you you have a usual photographer or videographer that takes care of your videos or do you kind of just go with the flow uh we go
1: with uh we're just kind of opportunistic with Mm -hmm. it like who's available do we like their style Mm -hmm. like this guy Michael who did our recent photos He's come out to a bunch of our shows um, and he does amazing live photography Mm -hmm. and um, then he just recently like offered to do some promo shots. And we try to just keep current with that for content and stuff. Yeah. But he ended up coming up with some pretty cool shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I like this picture. Yeah, that's Uh, a great picture. Yeah.
0: Uh, It's the first picture on uh, Bad Waitress Band. And that's the thing. This is such a good name. And also the fact that you have it for IG as well is perfect. Yeah. Like, not taken. Oh, well, Bad Waitress itself is taken by
1: a restaurant in in (laughs) Minneapolis. And they are probably just so fucking pissed off by our yeah oh, sorry uh but it's the first picture Not there sorry. i really um, want to go there and like
0: <laughs> hey like, I'm hey, back. guess yes. what
1: guys yeah can we eat for free <laughs>
0: <Help>. <laughs> <laughs> um the reason why i asked that question too was kind of just to ask about you touched on it but like just having content yes. is how like how active do you try to be and how much content do you try to put out because i mean As much as I always think like it's really important to not take it too seriously, but also be realistic about it, that that's where people see.
1: Yeah, totally. So
0: much of their shit. Yeah. And so much of what's going on and the things that they'll go to. For sure. So like how important it is, I guess, to stay active on like social media and and what other platforms do you use for social media? I think it's very important,
1: but I also feel like small, like one liners and like little quips and humor. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I usually take care of our instagram stories and stuff mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's where i excel <laughs> um but yeah i don't know um photos videos like like visuals are very very important i find mm-hmm. um they give people they create context you know yeah like if we're gonna make money it's because they're gonna c- people are gonna come out to see us play and we want them to see what we're like mm-hmm. you know so they will be enticed to come and see us play <laughs> you mm-hmm. know so yeah and yeah everyone lives online and in that digital yeah. world so embrace it you know yeah but that's also not take it too seriously exactly because like, the stress of a, it yeah it's just like ugh, mm-hmm. like no stress
0: there's always that like line or that balance um yeah. but i like what you said like embrace it it's like either you have to embrace it or like
1: or like what or what, what yeah. are you gonna do
0: yeah exactly change a whole system yeah how? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> By being
1: invisible? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like, I get it. Like, a lot of people need to, like, get back to basics and shit. But mm-hmm. also, it's really fun to be able to do stuff like this. Yeah, it is. This wasn't accessible, like, just, like, a decade ago almost, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. none of this existed. And it gets... And it reaches our audience, our demographic, like, so much quicker, Yeah. you know?
0: um, It's... <laughs> Uh she's yeah. just scrolling through my I am, Instagram. am are just all these scrolling these, through to, to all look, these hilarious look through. Memories, like hilarious memories. Um have you ever <laughs> thought about or done any kind of merch?
1: Yeah, we do a lot of our own. We get our t shirts um and we oftentimes stencil and spray paint
0: them. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh <laughs> it's fun. We've done a run of like the Bad Waitress logo through an actual like printed Comp- like a printing company and stuff but to be honest like this do it yourself kind of shit sells better people like that they're taking a piece of us with them that's mm-hmm. more personalized mm-hmm. like Eva makes all these cute buttons oh, and they're all cool. different yeah so there's ones with butts and eyeballs and
0: um this goes into that's what I have a nipple
1: for sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah those are really awesome yeah he was a pervert um <laughs> i always wished i was more crafty and also ties into today and why my hands are like uh i i shouldn't i should have worn gloves but as soon as you walked in i was like i'll explain this later <laughs> but no i was trying to make like my it's not really merch but i want to like be able to like give my guests things Mm. um but and i was making the first one it was like i spray painted black on a stencil that i bought and Uh i just fucked it up like it just bled everywhere oh but i'm gonna show you because i feel like you might actually like it because like maybe i will i feel like you'd be kind of into it so i'm gonna show you after Um, i'm so excited i get a pleasant yeah Um, but no, I wish I could do, I mean, I, I could probably learn, but this is awesome. And I like what you said too, about more personalized stuff. For it's sure. Like I really love that Yeah, shit. absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think it's important. And that's the same reason why, for instance, like vinyl has, um, had such a lifespan, you know, like, uh, it's, it's so much cooler. Yeah. You know, like vinyl, you have all this surface area to do, to have like art, mm-hmm. you know, that goes beyond just like music yeah um yeah and it's like the the listening experience and putting on a record yeah, it's more ritualistic and I think it's like it, it causes you to slow down a little bit and like take a moment with whatever you're listening to mm-hmm. so yeah
0: do you collect vinyls
1: um uh I've started in the re- in recent years mm-hmm. just a little bit over time uh I try not (laughs) I'll I will buy vinyl at a Mm -hmm. show if I'm really really digging something Mm -hmm. or like yeah I'll like set aside some money to put it towards artists that I want to support for Mm -hmm. sure Um, but I'm not like a major collector yeah 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 I, I think that my potential to be is quite strong so, in order to not <laughs> break the bank, I kind of resist. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I do think that, for, yeah, like, just doing something that's, like, thinking outside the box for, as far as merch, mm-hmm. you know. I think it speaks volumes mm-hmm. to... I don't know it's just like fun and also it's way fucking cheaper let's be real mm-hmm. way yeah, cheaper yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> um definitely something that I'm like thinking about more and more and it does it's like more time consuming I would say but then yeah the the pros outweigh the cons in that sense that you're not spending all of this money yes and if you do have that time to put aside to work on like handcrafted stuff mm-hmm. you're not going to be Paying like hundreds of no hundreds of dollars yeah well, yeah. we
1: didn't bring it for instance when we were on tour in November we didn't bring enough t-shirts mm-hmm. and we went to like a department store, bought a bunch of white t-shirts and black t-shirts, bought some fabric paint and in Nashville, we all just like taped bad waitress onto the shirts and spray painted them in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Like before the yeah. show, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, shit, we need to be able to sell something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It was like, all
0: hands on deck. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it was funny, funny.
0: Um. Do you have, I'm just like curious as to, like, a, I want like some kind of horror story or something. I don't know if you have any, horror but like, story? a horror story of like the nothing. Like, let's say you're like going on to do a show and just like shit wasn't working or like just like a bad. A shitty story of like things going wrong oh. and you like rectifying the situation. Cause that's a situation where you're just like, we don't have enough shirts, let's do this, and then you got it done. What's another like shitty thing that's happened that you're like, okay, well, we're fucked. Oh,
1: what's
0: fucked? What's fucked? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Like <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. Down, honestly, we've been pretty fucking lucky, like mm-hmm. I mean, there have been some really shitty gigs, stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I can't really say like we've ever like had any really mal- like major malfunctions or mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. I've broken some strings, you know, yeah, we've driven thirty two hours to play a gig, yeah, you know, like. Mm-hmm we've been in some really shitty situations yeah but i think that's like that goes with being in a band Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah that oh man that 32 hour drive though never do that Mm -hmm. it's not worth it
0: i i heard like actually i i interviewed with this one guy who came into the bar and i met him and he was touring with his band from london and he kind of talked about that how it's so unsafe when you're touring and you're you're the driver so they had their own driver on this uh, oh yeah yeah on yeah. this tour yeah. and but no he was talking about like how unsafe it actually is because you're running on like Zero. no no sleep yeah and the amount of like accidents that happen
1: yeah um yeah like a mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine his band i think it was last not this winter but last winter they van and trailer went off the road Mm -hmm. and flipped and they were they luckily survived but they could have drowned in frozen water they were like driving through the rockies or some shit Mm -hmm. all their gear was fucked yeah thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars merch and amps and guitars and drums like everything ruined um but thankfully like they all got out alive but mm-hmm. yeah i mean driving through canada in the winter like yeah fuck that i would never do that mm-hmm. honestly it's not worth it mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's not it's just not worth it there's too much uh gap there's too much like nothingness between cities right and uh, yeah in the end it's just dangerous mm-hmm. so that's yeah.
0: what i keep hearing that it's it's actually just like this dangerous thing that i never really thought about
1: yeah we mm-hmm. usually um hire drivers for long longer things like if we're doing like a weekend warrior kind of trek, to like you know sometimes we'll go to like detroit or buffalo or something and then you know then i mean yeah our bass player nicole she drives so well just, you know we take her little hatchback and then just do that overnight sort of thing but yeah for for long periods of time like she's got to focus on playing like we're gigging every night and we're spending like hours and hours in the car and probably eating like shit you know mm-hmm. um we want to operate as you know we want to be as functional as we possibly can yeah like that's what we're there for so we'll like like our friend Matt Breezy we've hired him on and he's an amazing tour manager and um probably going to employ him again for the fall and it's just like oh god it's it's just like having an angel like (laughs) just like in your back pocket like just you know just you feel taken care of and Mm -hmm. I think it's like it's not fair for people to have to like drive for that much time, mm-hmm. you know, when you wanna when you're on tour. You know, you're on fucking tour. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. This is gonna be another like sort of big question. Um I just like to ask people to see like where they're at. But have you ever been like, "Mm, I don't really want to do this anymore? Like either in terms of like I kind of want to stop doing music for a while because you're just like tired, Mm -hmm. or like you wanna ever thought about like quitting the band or just doing something else? Like maybe have another passion? Like has that ever sort of floated around?
1: Um, I've really, really been committed to it. um, As I don't know, like there have been times when like this is hard, but we'll figure it out mm-hmm. you know um the you know like with every str- like uh really strong relationship there's also strong arguments and things like that but um the love is there the passion is there and the common goal is, has been there and been maintained throughout so i think that's important mm-hmm. um i've always wanted to be like, ever since I was, like, 13, I've been, like, I'm fucking obsessed with rock and roll. I want to be a musician. I want to be up there. Like, fucking Jimmy Page ripping it. And mm-hmm. Ze- Led Zeppelin and stuff. Like, I was very influenced by, like, the classic rock. Sort of just kind of, like, the mystique of the rock and roll kind of, like, lifestyle. And mm-hmm. just the power that comes out of an amp, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it just... As soon as I discovered it, I was... I, I haven't really looked back much, you know? Yeah. Um. I... I actually um, put aside music for a little while to pursue acting, in fact. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to theater school in B.C. at Capilano University. I I did the theater program there. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't finish the program, though, Mm because I found it to be, like, it wasn't in line so much with what I wanted to do. Um, And then I fell back into playing music, you know. (laughs) But through that, I learned a lot about performance. Uh, I learned a lot about putting yourself out there and kind of, like, not holding everything so precious, you know. Because, like, if your emotions and your, your, like, your creative output are what you want to be, like, a career sort of thing, like, you have to be able to put it out there and be critiqued and, you know, not, you know you know, toughen up a bit, you know? And I think that actors go through that with, like, having to present, like, a spectrum of emotion. um, And also, like, going to auditions, it can be, like, absolutely, like, terrifying. And so I think, like, getting used to that, like, lifestyle and everything has definitely, definitely helped me with not giving a fuck on stage, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I have recently been thinking of going to voice acting and stuff, because it's a little, like, Uh, easier on schedule I think and um, just something that people have been telling me to do for years so Mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna like kind of see if I can do that as well
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah Um, awesome then I think I'm just gonna ask you to like I mean we can kind of gather that like all the things that it does for you but I want you to just even just like put it into even more like simple words of like if you didn't have music and you weren't allowed to do this, like what would you lose? Like what does music give you that you need and that you keep it around for? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't need to be heavy, but it's just people want to know why do you do it? Because I think – as any artist understands the things that you just touched on is like, there's a lot of vulnerability. There's a lot of critique. There's a lot of having to not give a fuck and toughen up and have thick skin because you are putting yourself out there and people are looking at you. And sometimes it sucks to be seen.
1: Yeah, it can suck, but also it's super gratifying. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're given an opportunity to have a voice, you should use it and, um, use it for good. But honestly, I think it's you know, especially I think it's an incredible platform to, to just like convey and celebrate being a human. And not a lot of people get that opportunity. So if I didn't I if I didn't have that, like I yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I can't like it's just a weird concept thinking of taking <laughs> of of like taking everything that I've basically like built up in my life and imagining what it would be like without it you know um yeah it's a that's a really hard question to answer Mm -hmm. because because yeah I don't even know I can't even fathom what that would be like (laughs) yeah I mean like what would I be just kind of like this like avatar of like a I don't know, a worker bee. Yeah. Like, what
0: would I? Literally, the question was, "What would you be if you weren't you?" Yeah, yeah that's essentially it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but I think that just like shows how um, how heavy it is in terms of what you do on a daily basis and what you've done since you were like a kid.
1: Yeah, I remember um, when I. It was weird. I remember when I just decided that's what I was going to do. I was in my early twenties, and everything just all of a sudden like I could have been just I could have been in such an innocuous situation. I could have been just like chilling having a burrito or some shit. you never know i I don't remember it, but I do recall thinking, yeah, that's it, and just having it having my commitment like I just knew um through thick and thin in some sort of capacity, music would take. Um, precedent over like everything else as my means of creative output and yeah then I and here I am (laughs) you know through whatever like random circumstances and opportunities and like trials and errors I have arrived
0: here now so I have arrived I have arrived (laughs) creamy (laughs) earl gray and I have arrived
1: yeah I chugged mine
0: um whoop whoop Well, party, 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 tea. Um, We kind of have to wrap it up because I have to go to work. Yeah. Do you work today?
1: At ten p.m.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ! Uh, Yo, is that
1: theater down the street in operation? Can I go to the movies? No, it's a. um, It's an uh, office, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's
0: an office. (sighs) the First thing I thought when I moved in here, I was like, Shit, that's calm. I was like, Is that a movie theater right at the corner of uh, Young and Young and Jack's or Jake's? I don't even know what my street is called, doesn't matter. Yeah, and uh, no, it's not, it's an it's a Cineplex office. Well, that's dumb. Uh, <laughs> 10 p.m. Do you work until like 6 a.m.? I think I work till 4. That's oh, okay. too bad. It's not as bad as I thought, however, that it really scares me. Even though I work until 2 a.m. every night, but still. I know, that really extra 2, like,
1: that th- 4 th- a.m., that's, that like, really creeping into tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: is there anything that you kind of want to maybe end off with just, like, any plugs, any shows that are happening, anything that you have planned for the future with the, with the band sure. that people can stay, um, like, watching? Yeah, for, for. sure. Um, well
1: we're announcing it tomorrow and you probably won't put this out till after but we're opening for Wolf Parade at the Danforth Music Hall on August 16th. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, August 20th we're playing at Baby G. Uh, yeah. With a band called Gauche and Nisa who's a uh, local. You should check her out. She's fucking awesome. Okay. She's like pop. Like I think you. she's amazing. Okay. You love it. Okay. She's fucking great. Um, And then uh, Yeah. Uh yeah, there's just a bunch of shit going on. We've got like <laughs> yeah, we've got we're rolling it out. We got a record coming out next year. I'm just so it's like this little secret wonderful baby that I'm just like yeah, I just want to push it out for everyone to. <laughs> it's so creepy and gross. Yeah. But that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it feels like that. It's my baby. It's our yeah. baby. We created that baby and it's uh it's going to be cool. So yeah. Uh yeah, I guess uh, Bad Waitress band Instagram is a really good way of keeping up to date or we have you know facebook we're on all that shit so yeah yeah. whatever your platform is we're probably on it Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah (laughs) uh okay i also want to say again thank you for coming thank Thank you for having tea with me some (laughs) afternoon tea um and i do have a gift for you i want to see if you like it it has (laughs) to do with me trying to be crafty and failing but somehow it's kind of cute so we'll see your opinion on it
1: it's never a failure uh
0: also i hope that everyone got to the end of the podcast uh we have another musician so that's really fun and this <laughs> you're my first um like punk rock so i was a little bit lost but i was trying to stay on track that whole time it's always about that and common it, ground baby and i'm and i'm learning and i'm doing my best um, actually you know what i think i had a drummer who was in like a Anyways, we could talk about that later. Danger Liker. Shout out Evan. You wonderful <laughs> person. Um, but yeah, so I hope you guys made it to the end of the podcast. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks Bye-bye. <laughs> it's psychological hustle. I gotta battle these comments. Like the kid got the a muscle. They keep on bursting my ball. And now every morning when I wake up on me and the huddle. So batter up, batter up. You know I'm hitting the double. You know I'm running the. I know I gotta embrace it Like a girl without a top Just kinda sitting on your lap Boy, what you do? Girl, I rap, I rap nasty Maybe one day I'll say chase To the paparazzi It's psychological hustle Be prepared for anything and everything It'll tear you down, it'll tear you down It's psychological hustle Psychological hustle, psychological hustle